Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of Foodies Never Say Die. Um, I am joined by the one and only Jimmy Bag of Donuts. Jim, how are you doing? And please tell us what you are drinking now that you're able to drink for one night only, or maybe two, um, some nice cold brewskis. I'm having currently a Nightmare Brewing Company Bamboo Torture, which I will say, coming in at a 9.6% IPA, features bamboo shoots, toasted rice, dry hot with Akoya and Dragon Hops. Delicioso. A Chinaman's dream, as it were. Um, I, I, I'm quite intrigued, I, I must be honest. Um, we were supposed to be joined by another, uh, but it looks like he has fallen asleep. Uh, that would be in the one owner, Bruce Cogburn. Um He was all excited to join us, um, but life caught up with him, and he's tucking He's out. saving sheep. He's counting those... Those beers, as they, you know, go down one by one. Um, but in any case, we're going to soldier on. We're not going to waste a beer a beer night drinking with Jimmy Beggs now that he can finally have a beer. Um, taking a, he's taking a beer break, literally. Um, literally. So we're not, we're not, we're not going to spoil it. I am drinking from Springhouse Brewing. Um, it is called A Thirst for Adventure. Um, it is... Is it Bilbo Baggins? Bilbo Baggins is a sour, it's you know, just another sour ale. It literally has like a weird, like, yeah, that's odd. pie face. With, you like, must be big daddy. Yeah, I don't, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a whole weird thing. It's a 6% sour. Um, it's weird. It's wacky. You know, nothing, nothing spectacular, nothing terrible. Um, just an easy drinking sour. Um, so, you know, uh, I do have one in the Almighty Brewmates. Uh, we haven't mentioned them in a while, but. Got another can in the brewmate waiting to go. Um, so as we get into our, our topic of conversation, um, you know, you hear more crackings of the beers and, you know, as we go about our merry way. Um, as we all know, tomorrow uh, is Thanksgiving. But, well, at the time of this recording, it is the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, is. Yes. Um, so, you know, first and foremost, um, happy Thanksgiving. Um or belated Thanksgiving, I should say. Uh, by the time you probably listen to this, um, you know, probably past Thanksgiving. Um, the topic of the today, as we all know, one of the greatest things about Thanksgiving um, is the leftover turkey and the turkey sandwich that soon arrives. Um, I was going to say Thanksgiving, but I mean, <laughs> in, in the food world, in the food world, but Thanksgiving, yes. I mean, we do have to bring that up. Um, just because um, it is one of the greatest, if not the greatest Thanksgiving movie of all times. Um, but more on that in a little bit. Um, we're talking here about the turkey sandwich. Now, we've talked about turkey sandwiches in the past. Obviously, we talked about the whole kit and caboodle of Thanksgiving dinner, the sides, the desserts, the, you know, the ins and outs of uh, a Thanksgiving meal. But we're going to do a little deeper dive into the world of the Thanksgiving sandwich. Now, what I mean by that is what actually constitutes uh, a sandwich? Um, what kind of bread? What, what kind of meat or cheese or vegetables? Is, or is, you know, is a taco a sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is a hamburger considered a sandwich? Um, 
what's you know what's more you know is a hot versus cold sandwich when is it appropriate to have a hot or a cold sandwich um all of this sandwichy goodness i'm gonna be jammed down your throats um and this very interesting episode no pun intended yes no pun intended or pun intended you never know um i'm only about a halfway through this beer so no pun is intended just yet um the drunken puns will come later on um but let's let's get right into it uh, Jim, let's, let's just, let's start off basic. Uh, let's just talk about the Thanksgiving sandwich. Um, it's been a My while. My favorite sandwich. Literally favorite ever. Sandwich. Literally your favorite sandwich. Um, you get it everywhere you go. If, it, if as long as it's offered, that is your go-to sandwich. That's very um, true. Or, or, or meal or, or, or what have it doesn't you. Matter. Um, it's available. I'm getting it. We're getting it. Um, we probably have talked about this in the past, um, Pretty sure we definitely have, but let's just give a refresher for all those that are listening because we've talked about a lot of things probably since then. Um, most likely, what, most likely. Uh, what is what is such what is so glorious about the leftover Thanksgiving meal slash sandwich? Well, first off, if we're going to talk about Thanksgiving leftovers in general, are just phenomenal because you're reliving the glorious meal you ate the day before. Now, you mean to tell me that I can take all my extras from Thanksgiving, take two, maybe it's pieces of ciabatta, maybe it's, you know, just, you know, a nice roll, as it were. <laughs> well, you know, it depends, you know, hero roll, whatever you want to do, I'm not going to judge you. But, you know, you take, you know, your turkey, you get your stuffing, maybe a little bit of that cranberry, depending, you know. Those are my top three. I mean, you might want to put mashed potatoes on it. You might not. I don't know. I mean, you know, it depends if it's left over. And it's your sandwich. You it's gravy. You exactly. Mm-hmm. It's your sandwich, you know. But if you mean to tell me I could throw all my Thanksgiving leftovers into one gigantic sandwich? I will eat it. And I will be happier than literally everybody else in the room. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, you pretty much nailed it right Right on the head there. Um, all the gloriousness of the night before jam-packed into one glorious, fantastic, humongous sandwich. Um, nothing really nothing really compares to... It is, I would say it's probably one of the, the, the epitome of, of sandwiches. I mean, there's nothing... I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's well-known staples of sandwiches across the world, different cultures... Um, but here in America, the time-honored tradition of the Thanksgiving sandwich, I mean, it, it has to be rated there right up the top as, like, one of the most anticipated sandwich meals yeah. one, one could have. But, like, not to jump ahead, though, but in a way, I kind of am. It comes, it comes down to, like, you know, when you have that Thanksgiving sandwich, that next day sandwich... Is it a hot sandwich or a cold sandwich? Ooh, here we go. All right. Not to jump the gun. We're, no, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna go right into it. Let's just let's go with the flow with this one here. Let's use our, our great Thanksgiving sandwich as, as, as a test run for the hot versus cold. Um, question, dilemma, theory, hypotenuse, whatever you want to say. Um, so what, what, what's, 
I mean, I know what I would do. See, my problem is I don't care either way because I'm going to eat it. Um, (laughs) But like, I'll eat a, like, you could have a hot turkey sandwich. You know what? As long as the cranberries, like, that are going on top of it are, like, room temp or cool, I think it's working for you. Everything else got to be warm at that point. You know, the turkey's got to be warm. The stuffing's got to be a little warm. The gravy's got to be warm. Maybe you toasted the bun. Maybe you didn't. Uh, you know, neither here nor there. Right. That's up to you. Like, I mean, well, that's personal. Much, well, it depends how much time you have in hands. Yeah, pretty much. However, I am notorious for eating a cold. It's just, you know, if if it's presented to me and I don't feel like waiting the extra, you know, 10 minutes to heat it up because, you know, you want to heat it up the correct way. You don't want to just, you know, zap it in the microwave. You want to put it in the oven again and just slowly let it, you know, come to temperature, mm-hmm. build it like a champ. But sometimes cold is better. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, I don't think I've ever had a hot turkey leftover sandwich. Um, I, I might have, uh, but to my recent recollection, um, cold sandwich is the way to go, in my opinion. Um, mainly because I am lazy as fuck. Um, and putting cold crap on a sandwich, oh, yeah, on a sandwich bread easiest way the quickest and easiest way to get that food into my mouth and down exactly. my gut. Uh, but yes I, I do agree if, if you if you're one of those people that you know take the time and the effort and heat everything up i will agree with you that that cranberry sauce needs to be it's got to be cool to room temp cool. yeah can't, you can't want be hot, hot cranberry it's sauce. It just it's weird um it just doesn't really work um but yeah but the i don't know for some reason when it's cold, it just hits on all levels. You can really just you can just taste the congealed gravy that's maybe potentially left on. Oh yeah, <laughs> so no, it's whatever, uh, whatever, right whatever's there. there. Yeah, it was uh, just pop for whatever reason. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. you don't get it the same in a hot sandwich than you do in a cold. Like in the cold, it's just there, it's and just then it, once it hits the mouth, it's like, oh my god, there I was missing all, this. Like all, all, the, all the fatty gravy goodness that's all congealed. Uh, doesn't sound too appeasing, but we all know it is is a it is a damn tasty bite when you get the the, the full Monty, the the congealed gravy, the nice cool cranberry, the turkey, and whatever else you know, the stuffing, whatever else you want to throw on there. If you're you know go big go home person, you put mashed potatoes on there as well. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, the, the, the full Monty bite uh, is is an it's the best way to put it. You know, that's you know yeah. when you get it all at once now. My next question coming into this is the, the turkey sandwich. The turkey itself, is it white meat or dark meat? Or is it a mix of both? Um, generally, I don't know what my answer is. What, what, uh, what I prefer or... No, what, what you should do to correctly make the sandwich. And then what you prefer. Um, well, generally it's whatever meat is left over. So it's generally all white meat, um, because I'm eating all the dark meat generally. <laughs> then that my, day, you know, that day. So odds are there's no, yeah, there's no, dark meat, yeah. there's no, yeah, there's no dark meat left over. Um, and whatever dark meat is left over, we turn into turkey soup or I give it to my grandmother and she makes turkey soup, um, from the carcass and whatever dark meat is left over. 
So generally the turkey breast is the only thing that is left over um, for said turkey sandwich. Um, if magically there was some dark meat, um, I would not be opposed to it. Um, but like I said, generally that's the first thing I'm eating anyway on Thanksgiving meal. Um, so there's just less of that to go around. Um, cause obviously no, it's true. Know, turkey breast is, is bigger than the, the thigh or the leg. Um, cause obviously when you have a leg, you're eating it like a caveman. Cause if you don't, then you're doing something seriously wrong. Um, then there's only two thighs and they're not that big compared to the giant turkey breast. Um, uh, that's. You know, everyone loves to cut into. Um, but, yeah, so generally uh, it is... It's white meat all the way, typically. Um, yeah, it's, it's generally just all white meat. Uh, am I sad? Of course. But I know I, I ate the previous night, I ate all the good bits. So what's left over it, is... Exactly. The leftover. So, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm completely okay with my decision of the all white meat uh, for the turkey sandwich. Um, I'm a, I mean... I'm a huge turkey sandwich fan in general. Um, but that is the correct around. answer. So. For the most part. That is the correct part. answer. Because like any normal person, as I will put it, because I'm one who enjoys the turkey leg. You know, not when it gets all veiny and everything and you're literally fighting it. But, you know, when you actually get good pieces of dark meat, like come right off the bone right. and everything. Yeah. When it's done right, it's, it's, it's perfect. You know, and that's one of those ones where it's like you could put the gravy and the cranberry on, on it, but like to me personally, as long as the skin's still there and whatever, like, you know, whatever rosemary, whatever you put on it, that seasoning, it's perfect the way it is. And right. it's, it's one of the few the the sandwich the bird that. that can just be left alone. Just whatever seasoning you throw on there, yeah. eat like a, eat like a caveman and be, and, be, and be proud. Or cavewoman, you know, we're not, we're not going to distinguish man or woman. Just eat it, eat it. It's generic. It's a generic term. <laughs> it's a generic person. Term. Yes. Cave person. Uh, don't want to piss off the freaking... <laughs> or maybe I do. Don't, Fuck it. Don't, don't worry. It's Thanksgiving now or something else that I saw uh, earlier. Yeah. They're now canceling Thanksgiving. Never call them that shit ever. But, you know, that's, that's thank, their choice. I want to Thanksgiving your giving and give it to myself. God damn it. I will eat all the food regardless. Because <laughs> yeah. I want to know what I'm calling the sandwich then after the fact. Exactly. But no. So there's a deli by me that I haven't been to in ages. And they basically make, it's called the Pilgrim. So. I'm intrigued. So far, good name. No, no. It's it's a Thanksgiving sandwich. But really all okay. it is, is it's, it's turkey, cranberry, lettuce, and tomato on what they call rustic bread. Okay. So it's a flat bread that depending on who made it and how much of the cranberry and the moisture of the tomato got onto it is as hard as a damn cracker or it's incredibly soft and incredibly tasty. So it all depends who you get and how well they did it. But it used to be on a more, I would say a nicer roll. Still the same sandwich. It's missing something like, you know, you can have turkey and cranberry and be like, this is delicious. But like to me, the lettuce and tomato not that it's, you know, like, not great, but, like, it's there not could needed. Have, it's not, yeah, it's not needed. Like, it's, exactly. It's, like It's a pillar, yeah. Or, you know, what, put the layer of stuffing on it. Put literally anything else, and I'm totally content. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Some, yeah. Unless for some reason you have lettuce and tomato during your Thanksgiving meal, and that's where you're used to, 
Look, I'm a huge fan of turkey butt. I, I, I get having lettuce and tomato on your sandwich, but not a, not a Thanksgiving sandwich. It is just meat. No. It, it is meat, carbs, more carbs, and like a sauce. Whether that's the gravy, whether that's the cranberry sauce, where it's a combination of both. Um, yeah, there's it, there's nothing supposed to be nutritious about the leftover sandwich. It is literally just being a complete glutton and repeating all of your gloriousness of the night before in one in one sandwich. In one amazing sandwich. And in one amazing sandwich. If the Simpsons have taught us one thing time and time again is that you don't win friends with salad. Bringing it back. I'm bringing yes, it back. That is true. You, don't win, you don't win friends with salad. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, please listen to our Halloween special, um, All Things Treehouse of Horror, or Brew House of Horror, as the episode is labeled, where we do a deep dive into the Treehouse of Horror series. Um, we do our favorite episodes, favorite season, uh, segments, episodes. Um, we do an even we even do a top ten list, uh, which wound out to be a lot less <laughs> anticlimactic than it, it could have been. I thought it'd be a lot worse us fighting over. Um, it was actually kind of funny how like-minded we were for different reasons. Yes. Like to to be, to be completely agreeable on our entire list without, I mean, minimal effort, minimal effort yeah. on anyone's we're, part. Yeah, we're, we're like it, we all made like, yeah, that's good, but this one's better, and reason why. I'm like, yeah, that one's good, but like, yeah, it's like we easily were just like, yeah, you know what, you're right. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, the big surprise, obviously, if you uh, if you did listen to the episode, or if you're not listening to the episode. Uh, was this season's um, Treehouse of Horror, uh, which blew all of us away. Um, I, I think I've re- I rewatched it three more times um, since our episode, um, just because it, it was so damn good. Um, so I highly recommend that. Go ahead, listen to our show, and then come back and listen to this one. Um, exactly. You know, follow you know follow into succession because we do mention Tom Jerky in the the Simpsons. So just to, just to tie it all in together. Full yes, circle. Yes, we do. With the, with the Simpsons yet again, because it is the one constant that brings us all together. This it is a lifeblood. Um, it is a lifeblood. Yes, but to bring back to the point we were making, you don't win friends with Jelly. You do. You just really don't, like, ever. But, like, it really just makes me want a Thanksgiving sandwich right now. I'm like, we're not even there yet, and I, I want it already. Just the, the, the anticipation, like, knowing in two days... Some people don't even wait. Some people have their turkey early. Sleep because the tryptophan of the turkey knocks you out. You wake up and it's like, you know what? I'm going to have myself a turkey sandwich. But see, see, I'm doing something different this year. For the first time in my 33 years on this earth, I am not eating at home. I am eating out at a, a bar that's doing nice. a buffet. Yeah, so I'm doing something a little bit different. Uh, giving that a tr- uh, a try. Yeah, I've I've done that. Um, I was in Buffalo one year. Um, it just it was one of those weird times. No one really wanted to to do a a, a full on cook. Whatever the situation was, we went to like a a dining hall that was doing like the full on exact same thing, full on buffet. And it's literally like an all you can eat thing for like an hour. And so you, you can eat as much turkey as you want, stuffing, the whole the whole nine yards. That's uh, kind of like what we're doing. It's like an all-you-can-eat, you know, buffet kind of a thing. And they were like, oh, it's from one thirty to 3.30. But we're, our, 
a dinner reservations for four. And they're like, it's fine. We just want it staggered. And I'm like, okay, but I'm concerned now that there won't be any food when I get there. Like, yeah, I, I need sustenance. Like I need my turkey. I need my stuffing and I need my cranberry. And gravy. Um, yeah, there's nothing, yeah, look, there's nothing wrong with going somewhere else, um, not eating at home. Yeah, that's what, you know, as long as you're with people that um, you actually like, dare I say love, um, and you enjoy their company, that's all that really matters on a Thanksgiving day. Um, it, it is, in the grand scheme of thing, it is just a meal. Um, but it's a meal that is supposed to be shared and enjoyed with Friends and family um, gathered around you, whether it's at home, whether it's somewhere else, whether it's at a bar, whether it's at a dining hall, um, wherever the case may be, um, it is, is a glorious time to to feast and be merry. Um, with the sound and of that, time. yes, the sound of that, I hear you're opening up something new. Yes. So, I was given by a friend of mine, as I popped the tab open. A never say die West Coast India Pale Ale with a Gooners label. <laughs> wonder how you got that one. You know, just saying from Imagination Brewing Co. <laughs> hmm. The unofficial beer of the Foodies Never Say Die Pocket. Yes, yes. Who's up? Well, let me know how that is. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't know how long it's been. Sitting in your your stash, but while he while he while he does the uh, the John Tapper pour, um, I also cracked open um, a new beverage from New Image Brewing Company. Ooh, this is called. I like New Image. Uh, yeah, it is called uh, Fruit Ligger. It is a fruited sour air fruit air fruited air. sour ale. Yeah, uh, with mango and your Chinese is showing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey now, yeah, from mango and mezcalita. Uh, basically, it obviously, like I said, it's a sour ale uh, with pineapple, mango, blood orange, and lime juice. Coming Ooh. in at a modest. Love to cook with that. Say four point seven. Um, so I, I, I dipped a bit, um, but I thought Brewster was going to be on with us, so I, I took out a bunch of sours, um, in his honor. Um, but now that he's still. Catching those incapacitated. Seeds, incapacitated, as it were. I'm going to up the ante um, as soon as this one is done uh, and see what tasty beverage I can pull out of the fridge. Being that it is stout I, season. Yeah, um, I almost grabbed the sours, sir. And then, you know, I went IPA instead. Yeah. An abomination. I think there's a 9% abomination in the front of my fridge. Uh, I might have to grab that, um, but we'll see. I know there's a couple of, of tasty porters and, and stouts I got roaming around in there. Some of them are a year old, um, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see where the night takes us and see where this conversation takes us, but um, I'm going to take full advantage of a drinking night um, with Jimmy Bags, and let's see, let's see where we're going, um, but... Back to the task at hand here. Sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Sandwiches. You don't want French with salad because that's the last thing I really remember is you don't want French with salad, the pilgrim sandwich, um, and being fat and glorious um, and us mm-hmm. talking about it's okay to go somewhere else as long as you're with people you like, you love, and you're sharing a good 
even if the, even if the meal is bad, as long as the the company is good, then you're 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 good. You're set. You're ready to rock and roll. Um, so yeah, so I look forward to hearing um, from you about this. Uh, it's uh, hopefully hopefully they do have uh, food for you. <laughs> no, I, I hopefully they do. But to go to the to the never say die beer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to refresh my palate. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if it's a little past due. Um, the hops have mellowed. Um, and I, and I mean, I it's mellowed. I'm gonna look that up because I had that. That's it's probably. I would not doubt if it's maybe slightly past due. What was the uh, name of the beer again? For all those listening, never say die. Because foodies never say never. die. Cheap pop. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, publicity stunt from Sig Brewing Company, right? No, from Imagination. Oh, it's right, Imagination. That is actually what they actually have the Never Say Die logo on. The Sig Brewing Company. Yeah, it's a good thing I'm drinking it now because I don't think it would have made it another month. It would not have lasted until Christmas. Mellowed out. Definitely has got something to like a twang to it. Right. Like, but like I'm not sure what the twang is. Let me see. Let me see. Let me check the old untapped. That's where I'm. That's where I'm headed now. As it were, imagination brewery. I would be remiss not to bring up Untapped. Found it. High four point oh nine bottle cap rating. That's pretty good. Out of Missoula. Missoula. Let's see. Check in. Let me just do the old quick check-in and then go from there. Hoppy, juicy, smooth, clean, creamy. I am not getting smooth, clean, but I am getting creamy, hoppy, and juicy. But the hoppy has a weird twang to it. So, I don't know if it's because of the West Coast hops, but there's not much of a uh, detail to really speak of. I can't even get the hops that are in this thing. Hmm. I am not a Cicerone. I don't know what these hops are. 8%. Yeah. Just type in never... Yeah, 8%. No, never no, no I, I'm reading it now. Uh, I know I've had it because I'm the one that gave you the damn beer. No, you weren't actually. You were not the one who gave me the beer. I gave you the other one, didn't I? You gave me a different beer. Um, This beer came from uh, my friend Mike. Because he's like, I know you'll appreciate this. And it actually, he is very much unaware of our podcast. He is not a listener. He has a very demanding life schedule that he does not have time for such things. However, he does know that I am a fan of the 1980s in general, and of course the Goonies. So he will gladly pay me Tuesday for a hamburger today. Nice, well done. Although you're not listening, although you should be, well done. 
Well, you know, just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely had that one. Uh, I just, I mean, I know I've had it. Uh, I didn't check into it, which is probably doing through a drunken night. Well, you know, uh, these things happen. Yeah. I, 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 always, I often find that. I was like, wait a minute. I know I've had that because with a name like that one, pretty much mm-hmm. you can't really forget it. But, um, uh, but you've been, you've been, uh, you've been doing the, we uh, were talking about this a little bit earlier. I know that we're, we sidetracked slightly, um, but it is us. So we kind of tend to do that. Yes. Very true. Uh, we're talking about, I did mention the, uh, the John Tapp report. Yes, I did. Uh, for all those, um, that have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, was it you that sent it? You, you were the one that sent it out, right? In our uh, group I chat? I got it from, I believe, Steph and I, a couple other people sent it to me where he's explaining how we all pour beer the wrong way. And we all pour, pour it slow and, you know, so that we get a little bit of a head, but not too crazy of a head of beer. And he's basically telling us, no, we're doing it wrong. We are impossibly wrong. We have to pour it hard and fast to the point where it releases all the carbon dioxide or you know whatever gases are in in it, and it you know it'll foam up, and it essentially looks like your beer is going to overflow. Which not ten minutes ago, I pretty much did with a previous beer, you know, because for science, um, yes. for science, exactly. New segment coming soon. Um, yes, recording some stuff. <laughs> but um yeah i will say though um he points out and he uses a napkin for this basis where with the beer he poured slowly when he puts the napkin in it all the gases release it ex- it basically it, it explodes like you know it overflows it spills everywhere and it becomes a hot mess whereas the beer he poured more vigorously that released the gases he puts the napkin in and it just sits and it sinks. And he goes, this is your stomach essentially when you drink a beer that you didn't pour out to let the gases release is that when you're drinking more beer on top of the unreleased gases, you're bloating and you're basically making it harder for yourself to drink more beer or throw up. Right. I mean, either way. Yeah. Throw up. Yeah. So basically, you know, um, he was pointing out for the beer drinkers like, Hey, if you're going to do this at home, you know, get get the Be most out of your beer, you know, pour it properly where they're like, oh, yeah. I mean, he honestly, you know, he does over exaggerate the point, but the point does get across like he embellished pour it a little bit more confidence, not just a, you know, a, a slight pour. Because I know a lot of people don't want to get enough uh, head on the beer or they might, you know, they think they're they're missing out, um, if, you know, they you know, if it's too much head, whatever. Um, but well, what's you know, funny pour, is pour with a little more to, confidence. To, yeah, like not to de- deter a little bit, but to br- kind of deter and bring it back. A buddy of mine who works uh, for Brown's Brewing Company will argue to the state that the majority of the flavor of your beer is in the head. And if you can oh, yeah. enjoy like a beer with a nice, you know, I'm not talking like three inches worth of head, but like you know, an no, inch, but a good, you know, yeah. A nice size. He says you're going to get a, a nice amount of flavor as well as enjoy it a little bit more. Right, exactly. Um, and talking through, you know, bar owners and, you know, bartenders and actual Cicerones and through over the years, yeah, and they can date and test to it. Like, that's why every gla- every beer has a glass is designed for a specific glass. Um, yes. 
for aromas, for taste, for holding it in your hand, just like wine. There's there's a there's a rhyme and a reason why beer glasses are so vast and different. Um, they are designed specifically for the beer that you are drinking. Um, the typical wine glass that we all know and love um, basically is the the stout glass uh, or the shaker glass. Um, doesn't really need anything much to it. Um, you know, you, if you're going to pour your beer out, um, but Pilsner glasses have more of a, a fluted sort of uh, look to it. Obviously, thicker beers, uh, Belgian beers have the... The bell. The bell, they're the tulip sort of like yeah. um, looking glasses. Um, but yeah, every, every, every glass is designed um, to maximize not only flavor, but like that head and to give you the aromas um, and taste that obviously you're paying, depending on where you live, you know, a, a pretty price point um, if you're going out to the bar. Uh, there's, like I said, there's a rhyme and reason to everything, but that is one of them. Um, but I'm going to pause right now for station identification, and we all know that means bathroom break. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, somebody drank a couple of beers and broke the seal. That's what it means. <laughs> and he's back. And I'm back. Diabetes also had a call, so I was like, oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, these things happen with you know, yeah, yeah. one of those things. You know, we're drinking. Fruited sour beers, uh, your sugars decide oh, to go. Sugar. <laughs> the sugars. I got the sugars. Uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, okay. Well, and we're back from station identification. Um, breaks have been had. Sugars have been had. Medications have been had. All, all the above. We are back at it um, once again. Um, but yes, yeah, the John Tappapur, um, you know, Point point was made, but uh, you know, is is That's what it is. is. You're, you're uh, you you put it to the test. Um, how how are you feeling? Are you are you feeling a little bloated? I mean, this is your third. Uh, no, I'm not bloated. I will say that much. I am not bloated. He uh, definitely right. got that part correct. However, mm-hmm. my disappointment in myself mm-hmm. uh, for not drinking certain beers sooner because you know. Fridge full, fridge full of beer, then plus dieting, equals bad news bears. Um, yes. Um, yeah. When, when you when you get back on the um, the beer wagon, <laughs> so, so to speak, um, I, I, I'm pretty. I want to predict there's some fallen soldiers um, in the mix. I'm, I'm sure there is, but it is what it is. I'll drink. It is them. what it is. Um, and I want you know we all had a sacrifice at one point in our time drinking some fallen soldiers. Um, it, it is just the the way the way of life of the beer drinker, the connoisseur, as as it were. Um, but let's get back um, to the, the beer fridge the gets turkey. crowded. Yes, <laughs> to the turkey sandwich. Um, talking about taking up room in your stomach, the good old fashioned turkey sandwich. Um, but we did we briefly touched on this, um, I think twice now about hot and cold sandwiches. Um, it was it was Brewster, right? Or someone posted it in our group chat about hot and cold sandwiches. Bunch uh, of guys were talking. Were t- bunch of guys were talking about um, sandwiches, um, and one guy was, you know, is BLT uh, is is a BLT a sandwich? 
Do you, is it a hot? Is it a hot sandwich? Is it a cold sandwich? When is it appropriate to have a hot sandwich or a cold sandwich? Um, and you know, they went on for like you know what thirty seconds to a minute, which is a small little clip, uh, just to get your attention. Um, but the topic definitely remains in our head. Um, I think this is something that maybe you know, depending on the sides that we choose, or you know, and as the the chat goes on. This may be decided by a drunken thumb war, but we'll see. Oh, that's but true. For now, um, let's just let's go into. As I said we're going to use the the turkey sandwich as the Thanksgiving turkey sandwich as our basically our our test dummy. Um, hot or cold sandwiches? Um, when is it a pro- like, so? Yeah, it's kind of hard to use it as a test dummy because we both eat it hot, we both can eat it cold, and we both eat it for breakfast, lunch, and or dinner, depending on what it is. Because it's, it's a specialty sandwich. Um, but let's, I mean, they were definitely talking about a BLT. Um, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, and when is it appropriate to actually yeah. eat it, I believe. Um, we both liked, obviously, we both liked the video, and we wanted to talk about it, so let's just dive in. Um, what are your thoughts initially about a BLT? Uh, the the BLT is it considered a sandwich, and then is it should be hot or should be cold or or what have you? And I guess what time of that just it's taking one step further. At what time of the day is it acceptable to have a BLT sandwich? All right, so all times of day, I will give a BLT sandwich. BLT, I will consider a sandwich. It is bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Um, one might say it's missing a meat. One might call it bacon a meat. It's your call. At the end of the day, it's still between two pieces of bread, lettuce, tomato, depending if you want mayo on it or not. I'll call it a sandwich. And I'm not going to say I don't believe it should be a cold sandwich. However, I don't think it should be piping hot. I think it's a room temperature sandwich. I think it's something that the bacon has sat for maybe five minutes got to room temperature uh you know maybe you took you dried a little bit of the fat off and you put it you built the sandwich after that but i won't say it's a cold sandwich but i won't say it's you know like a hot sandwich in the sense like uh we'll say like a meatball parm or uh you know something like that like a sausage and pepper it's it's more you know room temperature kind of a thing right Okay, because yeah, because um, the guys in the video, um, and we'll, we'll try to post it on our our channel, um, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, um, just to, to share it out. Um, you know, at the topics they were talking about, because one guy was really defending um, it being a hot sandwich because he heats up the bacon, where the bacon's supposed to be hot. Uh, one guy was like, "No, you're absolutely wrong. It's a cold sandwich," and you know, and you know, more shenanigans ensue. Uh, I am going to agree with you on it's an all day, hundred percent um, all day sandwich. All, all all day, yes, sandwich. Um, you know, you can have yes, you can have it for breakfast. You because it's 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 light enough. Um, depending on actually how much bacon you decide to throw on, well, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, actually, it all depends on like. You know your your own personal you know schedule and things like that. So yes, it is an is an all around um, meal. I'll, I'll say, 
Um, you can have any any point in time of the day. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Um, is it considered a sandwich? I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. You just um, called it a sandwich. I don't know, but remember, I, I changed it. And I said it was a meal. Um, okay. I couldn't think of, yeah. I couldn't think of the word meal um, at that time. Um, it, it is a meal. I don't technically consider it a sandwich. Um, yes, I know that the big and you brought it up. Everyone, you know, you, whether bacon is considered a meat and does that that qualify as the meat component for a sandwich? I'm gonna say no. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. There's, it's, there's. I consider baking as like a topping. Um, I know, I know the BLT is a very specific, and it's a very specific meal. <laughs> um, I know. I, I notice how you're avoiding sandwich. You're yeah, avoiding yeah, trying yeah. to say. Yeah, it. I'm, I'm really trying to avoid the word using. It's, it's just it's part of the vernacular. Um, but it's, it's, you know, obviously you're, you're eating, you're, you're, you're here for eating the bacon. I get that. Um, but there's, it's just, it's, it's just basically you're throwing toppings inside of two slices of bread in my opinion. Um, and that, I just don't, I don't think, um, it, that, that can be considered a sandwich. Um, there needs to be more of a, a meat component. Um, I know that sounds a little, uh, strange. Um, for some reason, yeah, it's it's its own. It's like it's a BLT. You know exactly what I mean by when you say a BLT. Um, so I won't consider it a sandwich. It is a fine meal they can have through any time of the day. Um, but yes, you are correct. I believe it does. It's it's a room temperature. Uh, it has to be at room temperature because you can cook the bacon, get it all. Nice and, and crispy, or, or however you like to cook up your bacon. And bacon's one of those few things that actually can sit out for a while and not be um, worrying about sort of like bacteria growth, whatever, because most of the moisture out of is gone from the product. Um, and moisture is one of those things that is bad. Um, <laughs> is bad for food. Uh, that's where it helps bacteria grow. Um, no, not to say that baking will not eventually spoil it and get gross, uh, but it has a, a, a slightly longer shelf life um, than, than other um, ingredients. Um, so it definitely can be used as a, a room temperature meal because um, generally you're, you're, you're toasting up your bread and that's sort of like the warm component um, to, to, well, the, to the – Exactly. The you toasted it up. You maybe put a little bit of mayo on it, you know, right. butter, depending upon, you know, how you do things. That's fine. The biggest thing, though, for me is you got to let that bacon, you know, dry a little bit. You got to get the grease, right. to, you know, to dry off because, you know, if you're having that as a hot sandwich and the grease is still on it, and it just becomes a hot mess. And yeah, and, and you, you feel that grease. You know, it, you, yeah. you, you, you shouldn't. Because the, the bacon hasn't, cold. like, settled yet. Yes, it's still hot. It hasn't settled yet. It could be crispy, but it hasn't really settled yet where, you know, everything just sort of hardens up a bit. So you get sort of like hardened bites, but not a crispy bite because the fat and the grease is still sitting around. Um, is it tasty fat and grease? Yes, but as an overall thing, it doesn't really work um, well for your meal. I, I'll, I'll agree with you with that one. Yes, the, the bacon needs to settle and and hard it up and get crispy. Um, 
It doesn't yeah, you can't have uh, their hot hot bacon. Um no, you can't put hot bacon I mean, on bread I, like that. Like just yeah. I mean, I've had BLTs bacon. with hot bacon, but usually because they put the they cook their bacon in the deep fryer, right? Yeah, so it's like it's, it's, it's a different animal. That's, that's a whole yeah. That's that's a very special place called Cherry Valley. <laughs> uh, they deep fry pretty much everything. Uh, deli out in Whitestone or there's a couple of them. So or College know. Point, yeah. Um, but the one I used to go to when I was in college, I mean, they deep fried literally everything. Uh, but yeah, for definitely their turkey clubs or the BLTs or whatever, uh, they deep fry their bacon. So it you know it was hot and crispy because I mean you're deep frying, so you know an extra added layer of death. <laughs> but we you know. Now here's my question: Is a BLT a white bread sandwich, or is it you know like it, what's the bread that you're looking to put on a uh, BLT? Um, generally, I consider it a white bread sandwich. Um, I know there's some, which is weird to say because it's you're having a bacon, <laughs> yeah, tomato yeah. sandwich. Um, but you know, the health more the more health conscious people might choose wheat. I don't think I don't believe wheat bread can actually get to the dryness that it, that a BLT needs, where white bread definitely can get to that level. Um, and I don't know anybody else that uses any other real type of bread on a, like, any standard BLT. Like, if you go to a diner, you're getting BLT gen- – I mean, they're going to ask you what bread you want. That's, of BLT. course. I mean, that's besides um, the point. But white bread should be – The standard. Um, the standard. Yes, the standard. Like – Turkey sandwiches, turkey clubs, you know, if they're diner style um, comes on white bread. There's, there's no other acceptable bread. I know there's, like I said, the health conscious that want to get the whole grains, the 12 grains, the 15 grains. Um, like I'm a fan of rye bread, but I wouldn't, I would never even think about making a BLT. No, you wouldn't make that a BLT on rye bread, right? Like that just, just that doesn't even pop it. There's never. Popped in my mind 38 years of my life. Never once I was like, you know what? I want to have a BLT on rye bread. You know, never, never in the almost 15 years of culinary that I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a BLT on rye bread. Just, it just does not, does not compute. Let's put it that way. So an interesting thing, um, while on my, I will call it the keto journey of Jimmy Bags. Uh, there is keto bread. Um, there's two kinds of keto bread that we buy. Uh, the first one is a brand called Sola, which we use specifically um, for toast. Uh, it does the best as far as toasting, butter, jelly, or, you know, uh, Nutella. She likes her Nutella and peanut butter sandwiches that way. It's probably Nutella the is keto friendly? Uh, she has a, a keto... Uh, friendly variant. I I don't know okay. what the name is offhand. But, but um, Nutella keto. Okay. Yeah, it's like it's only that, like that, that would be epic if Nutella is keto. Like I'll no, just eat no, a but like, it, It's a chocolate hazelnut spread. So it's essentially it is okay. Nutella. It's just it, it's, it's a keto friendly version of it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So she can have her sandwich, and like each slice of bread is only a carb. Um. Whereas yeah. I don't know what it is for like Wonder Bread. Um, oh, it's like um, I think thirteen carbs per slice. Yeah, so this maybe bread maybe is more, only give or take. Yeah, this bread's only about a carb a slice. 
Yeah, um, with no dietary fiber. Whereas like wheat bread could be the same 12, 13, but, but like dietary fiber, fiber is like five or six. So it like yeah. cuts it in half kind of thing. So, so we use that brand specifically for that purpose. There is another brand called Keto Culture. They don't exactly toast the best. Um, it kind of gets really brittle. It falls apart. But it's a great sandwich uh, bread. So for a while, we were using those to make paninis. Even though it's not like a real panini, but like you can make a nice warm sandwich with this bread because it'll toast nice enough where we have the press. It'll maintain its shape. It'll stay lightly toasted. But it it won't fall apart like it would in a regular toaster. It's very weird in that I respect. You, no. I, I, I hear you. I know exactly. Because at work, I deal with a lot of gluten-free bread. Yeah, it's it, 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 essentially it, 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 the same thing. You have to be very careful of, of how you... Of how you toast it, essentially. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I completely understand the, the fragility of said bread. But like it's weird though, because like now there's a, a weird thing going around where deli meat causes listeria, and now we're like, okay, so now we're not eating deli meat. Like you know, a chef salad is completely out of the question, and you know, is a chef salad a sandwich? No, it's a salad. because it potentially could cause listeria. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the I mean, bacteria has built up to the point now where it's no longer. Uh, Safe. I mean, it's, the cleaning products on the machines aren't uh, able to be uh, effective in getting rid of that bacteria, which yeah, is that, you know crazy to think of. Eh, I mean, there's. Uh, I mean, I could find you a study probably that you know denotes that, but denotes yeah. But I mean, hey, if, if you're that's what you're, you're concerned about, then oh, I'm not concerned. Ahead. I'm still going to eat it, but it, it's it's just one of those things where it's just kind of like. Hmm, what? Like, you know, but, I mean, why did that make the news? Herman had uh, salmonella. Like, it's there's always a recall of some product or something that potentially can cause death. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. there's always something popping around. Um, so, I mean, they'll figure it all out because obviously the cold cuts are a massive money making opportunity for a of lot course. of companies. So if there's a potential hazard, I guarantee you they're going to find a way um, to make it safe to eat if it's not safe to eat already. Now, I have a, I have a question, and I'm going to bring this up because we do live in New York. New York being the pinnacle of the egg sandwich. Ooh, yes. Now, some people do it on a roll. Some people mm-hmm. do it on a bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, both are, in fact, correct, in my opinion. However... However, I like, I like when you ever say, however, go hit me. What do we got? I do happen to believe that the role is the more, I don't want to say iconic, but in a sense, the New York standard, you're getting it on a roll. You're not getting it on the bagel. The reason why it is, I can tell you, I can tell you, sorry. Is it because it's cheaper and lighter and fluffier? There are more delis, bodegas that offer the Kaiser roll. The Kaiser roll. Yes, it is cheaper. It is whatever. It is more widely found. So it was a staple across everywhere where a good 
Well, here in New York, because bagels are crap everywhere else. Of course. The good New York City bagel joints, yes. That's where you want to go get your whatever sandwich you want on the bagel or sandwich in quotation marks. Because um, it's not a sandwich. Um, by, oh, by the eight sandwich by, is not a sandwich? Well, I know, but on on a, a bagel, no. Because technically a sandwich is, if, oh, God, if we're to get into it, it has oh, to be oh. on two pieces of sliced bread. Bagel does not constitute as, as a sliced bread because it is, in fact, a bagel. Um, it's its own. It's its own. Okay. Okay. It's its own thing. Uh, but um, to make conversation easier, I will refer to it as an egg sandwich because um, I'm tired of <laughs> just um, saying meal. It just it's it's too much. Um, but if we're going to break it down, um, not technically a sandwich. It is. The bacon, egg, and cheese. You don't. You don't say. I need a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. You, you know. You know full well. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Sauce, and egg, and cheese. Whatever. Chopped cheese. I mean, it's it's whatever. Whatever the hell you want. It's it's the name implies itself. It's yeah. Um, whereas a sandwich, you actually have to say the word sandwich generally to make it qualify. It's it's, it's a big long thing. I got into this conversation with a good friend Rob, uh, which we'll get to a little bit later. But the reason why um, the Kaiser roll. Um, whether you the plain Kaiser or if you're fancy and you you know they have the poppy seed one, it is it is just more widely available and delis and bodegas. Oh, they're delicious. I, I don't uh, deny either. Yeah. So uh, whereas the the if you're going to a bagel shop, a New York City bagel shop, um, you are you have what's the word I'm trying to think here? Um, you are uh, what's the word? It, you, you just have to. It's a must. It's a the predispositioned. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just it's just it's a damn. Just 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 have to <laughs> get it on a. You're not going there to get it on a roll. You're there to get it on a bagel. Why? Because New York City bagels are fantastic. They're the best. And now my question to you is: are, now that you said you you have to get it on a bagel, what bagel? Depending on the sandwich. Yes, depending on yes the ingredients of. We're, we're, we're talking. We're going to talk a standard bacon, egg, and cheese. A bacon, egg, and cheese. Now I've gotten it um, on plain ones. It depends on my mood. Obviously, there's no no such thing on a raisin. I don't. I don't consider raisin. Yeah, an no, option. No, 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 no. I don't consider sesame bagel an option. There's only two options. It is the everything bagel and a plain bagel. All right. Now, now a lot of people that do not like everything bagels and they strictly say the plain one. Um, but generally if I'm in a, um, a New York city bagel shop, um, bakery, if you would, I'm getting a, um, well, I'm getting generally like a lumberjack, which is, um, if we're truly talking BECs, BEC goes on everything bagel. All right. Regular everything or egg everything. I never actually had an egg everything. Get the hell out of here. Yeah, dude, you're missing out. Egg, egg yeah, bagels I, I, are where I, it's I, at. I mean, if if I seen egg everything, I'm 100 percent getting it. I've never actually I've seen whole wheat everything, and I just plain everything. Never so seen an egg everything. my gold standard out here, if I'm not getting um, the I call it the Harley Quinn sandwich because you know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, it, it is what it is at this point. It's bacon, egg, and cheese, but it's on a roll with hot sauce. Uh-huh. So. I've been doing it on egg everything bagels when I have the chance. If not, 
it will more than likely be on a roll. Um, there's just something about the egg everything bagel, and the fact that you haven't had it disappoints me a little bit because you know availability yeah. and it goes quick. It's a very quick bagel. It, it usually is sold out depending on yeah, any time yeah, on the time of day. It's a fantastic bagel. The I'm egg, sorry, the plain I'm egg bagel, is delicious. Yes, I'm a fan of the egg bagels. It's, that is now that just that just just draws you in. I, I gotta say, it, it really it really does. And like, I'm a fan of almost every type of bagel. Like egg onion bagels are phenomenal. Like, if I can't get an egg, everything I will settle for an egg onion, just because it is that good. But um, breath be, breath be damned. No, for <laughs> real, for real. The breath be damned. Egg be damned, because I like to switch up the the way I get my egg. Now, okay. here's the I, thing. I'm, I'm getting another beer. Just keep talking. All right. So it's one of those things where depending on who you talk to and kind of your own personal preference, it's how do you want your egg cooked? And nine times out of ten, people are asking for a scrambled egg, which is fine. I was one of those people for years until I realized that you should really get your eggs in an egg bagel or any type of bagel roll over easy. And an over easy egg sandwich is 10 times better than any other scrambled egg sandwich you could ever have in your entire life. I don't care what anybody says. It's just, it's so much better. It's, is it a messier sandwich? Yes. However, it's just a better sandwich when the yolk breaks and it soaks into the mm. bread and it just, mm. oh, it just creates this beautiful bliss. Dirty, dirty I tell myself, yolk porn is real. <laughs> you are talking dirty and I like it. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I thousand percent agree um, with the, the over easy. Yes, I know a lot of people like their, um, the other option is to get their, their egg fried hard. Our fried egg, so to speak. Terrible. Um, and I and I get that. You get that um, a lot of just the, the general bodegas. They don't really give a shit one way or the other. Um, they'll just make you a fried egg. Um, but yeah, when you actually pay attention, especially in the the New York City bagel establishments, um, and you actually can get um, they actually listen to what you order, and you get that over easy egg. Ooh, then you just you want you want that mess. You want that yolky goodness. I know a lot of people get grossed out by it. Um, it's where it's that at. Yolk, that yolk is just it's, it's just full flavored. You know that that is yolky delicious. Now, um, are you a sausage man on your uh, sandwich? Not typically in the hungry man because in the hungry man it's always prep. It, it's there. You know it is what it is. But like, do you switch it up and do like a sausage egg and cheese or a? Uh, yes, like- I, I I switch it up. Um, generally, just to keep the taste buds going. Every now, like generally, you know, I'm getting you know here in New York City. Um, getting a bacon, egg, and cheese nine times out of ten. Nine and a half percent <laughs> out of ten. Um, every now and then, you know, like, you know what? I miss that. I sort of like that breakfast sausage taste. I haven't had one in a while. I'll have one. Um, be be okay with it. Won't get it for a while. I'll go back to my bacon, egg, and cheese. Unless I get on a weird kick, and then I'll, then I'll you know, get See, it back to back. I, I don't do it outside of a hungry um, man. Yeah, literally. Um, I, I, it, 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 it very rarely. Um, I used to do it a lot back in the day. Um, working, you know, the early brunch shift, go in, 
Um, I used to, I used to do one of each actually. Um, I would get two sandwiches, one bacon, one sausage, because um, sometimes the lumberjack was not available. So I would literally just get two and pretend it's one giant sandwich, which is fair, <laughs> and be fat. Um, but yeah, generally it's it's bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't mind a sausage and egg and cheese every now and then, but that that feeling basically loses it for a while as soon as I have one. Um, not that not that I'm disgusted by it. It's just I want that bacon. You want the like bacon. Every, you want the bacon. I think so my problem is breakfast sausage is hit or miss. And the reason yes. why I, I brought it up in general is because is the McGriddle a sandwich? The McGriddle. I don't think you can constitute anything that comes out of with the word Mick in front of it a sandwich. No, but like uh, two pancake, <laughs> you know, pancake buns. With your no. folded egg, bacon, no. or sausage? No. The fact that there's the word pancake in it, it's a no. Is it, is it a concoction of death and destruction? Yes. Um, is it a sandwich? In a, an extremely loose definition that I don't think the FDA would consider a sandwich? <laughs> um but that's you know that's not I mean that's why I don't, I don't consider it a sandwich. The, you know the the McDonald's and you know people using the the term sandwich as a easy use of the word everyone understands what it is. Very loose. It is, Very it loose is, with it. Is, yeah, it is two pieces of carb with stuff in the middle. That's and everyone says oh in their head they go you know what that's a sandwich I want, I want one of those. Um, but no, I don't think a McGriddle is. Like That's I said, my problem. Like anything with a Mick in front of it. <laughs> like the McRib. <laughs> Shouldn't be considered food um, in general, but, you know, here, here we are. The gold McRib. Um, no, I had it's to bring that up. That once again is making its final. Yeah, whatever. It is what it is. I mean, it'll come least, back in like three years. Look, the McRib is back. We used to have them served in school. It was, you know, you had a rib sandwich day. It, you know, before uh, it was like Wednesdays, it was rib sandwich yeah. day. And essentially it was the McRib, but instead of it being on the hoagie roll, it was on the, I don't want to say Kaiser roll, but it was like a hamburger bun. Essentially, it was, you know, we're going right, to give yeah. you this on a hamburger bun. Um, you get your chicken patties, what have you. We all know a chicken sandwich and a chicken sandwich is a chicken sandwich. It will always be a sandwich. But I had to bring up the rib. <laughs> I just had to. <laughs> the make the rib. Definitely. Because it's, it's one of those things where it's like a pulled pork sandwich is still, is still a sandwich. However, if you handed me a McRib, I'm not entirely sure that's a sandwich. See, here's the thing with the pulled pork. We're going to stop. Have you ever had a pulled pork on two slices of bread? I've had like, pulled pork on... On, like, like white bread. Like, this, you ever had one on, like, literally white bread? And I'm not, yeah. I'm not talking about, like, a grilled cheese, mac and cheese pulled Damn pork. Damn it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, that does not count. I'm talking, like, <laughs> you're getting a... When you get a pulled pork... Um, outside of that, no. It's usually on a roll. You're getting it on a roll. Okay, so... They're in line. Same same thing. Bringing it back to the fact that it's on a roll, it is considered a roll. 
and like I said, the loose terminology of sandwich is a catch-all. That's where that's where it falls under. Hmm. Now, Steph asked me before, and I'm going to bring this to our chat. Uh, let anybody else decide this. I think we know what the correct answer is. Sausage and peppers. When you get it on bread, is it in fact a sandwich? On bread, like yes, like when you get a sausage and pepper hero. Yeah, it's a hero. It's not a sandwich. A hero is not a sandwich. She did not flinch. So, (laughs) I'm assuming she's in agreement. But I I mean, I I have no idea. Um. Yes, because we've had this because that because the sausage part falls in the same line as a tube meat. Um, because obviously, because it's it's a sausage. Mm-hmm. So that so if you have a kielbasa, a brat, um, a hot dog, you put that on a bun. It's not a sandwich. It is literally its own. It's its own thing. It's its own entity. Is it what it has a specific vessel. Like well, more specifically for the hot dog, literally you, you go and get hot dog buns, right? So it is a hot dog. It has its own specific actual eating apparatus. Uh, whereas sausage, all you know, the rest of the sausage. If you decide to make a, are you saying you know, sausage on, piggybacks yeah. off the hot dog? No, the hot dog piggybacks off the sausage. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yes. Now is a hot dog a sausage? Yes. Interesting. Um, it's it's one of those things where um, all hot dogs are sausages, but not all sausages are hot dogs. It's okay. It's the, the the grand the grand term like kielbasa, bratwurst, knockwurst—they're all sausages. Um, okay, but they're not hot dogs. Hot dogs, kind of a thing. I don't leave it, but yes, I, I did. I know uh, you might have heard me. I did crack open a new beer. Um, I went to an old, an old favorite brewery of ours. Um, we've talked about them multiple times in the past. We've had many outings of of drinking with them, uh, and I'm talking about. The great folks from Junkyard Brewing. Um, it's been a while since we've talked about Junkyard Brewing here on the show, um, mainly because Tavor, as you all know, wasn't delivering to me um, for a while. Um, and since I was the main supplier of the Junkyards, um, we, we were on a little bit of a hiatus, as it were. Uh, but I was able to um, get Tavor back, and therefore, more Junkyards. Now... During the pandemic, um, we've briefly talked about this. We've at least mentioned it um, during our social media post, whether on Facebook and Instagram. Obviously, there was a an, an aluminum shortage. Um, as you know, we talked about the gloriousness why Junkyard initially got our attention was because they were making their beers in oil cans. Um, and obviously, we're always a fan of the oil can. Yes, we are. Um, they have now... Slimmed down um, in certain offerings to the normal 16-ounce can instead of the oil can. Um, 
which you know I completely understand. It's you're you're basically can get it's two, cost. two for one. Uh, it's cost. It's it, it's more cost effective um, to size down. Beer is still delicious um, as it always was. Um, I mean, am I disappointed that I no longer have the oil cans? Yes. I mean, that was a good appeal, but at least it brought me in. Um, initially, it brought us in. We have to drink their beer, taste their beer, fall in love with their beer. Um, so we know anything that they put in a can, whether it's a 25, a 16, a 12, whatever the case may be, we know it's going to be tasty and or delicious. Um, but this one that I'm drinking, it is called Little Sticky. I am still sticking with the sours. Um, it is, I've, I've upped it. I went from a 4.7 now to a 6.5. Um, this is a smoothie sour. It's loaded with blackberries, peaches, and a touch of lactose. I hope you poured that out. Um, it is, it is, and I, of course I did not. It's still in the can. You know, I have an affinity of not pouring these. I did not know it was a smoothie sour, um, until I read the description. Ah, well, um, there you go. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna get um, a full-on bottom barrel of fruit or fruit, fruit and and whatever fruit loop at the bottom. But uh, you know what? It is what it is. The rest is tasty and they're delicious. Um, yes, little little, little sticky, little sticky, um, little sticky. Little sticky. Um, I was, you know, initially I thought it was gonna be a sour or at least a, a an IPA. Um, of sorts, but no, it's a sour. Well, so. you figure with sticky, it would have been an IPA, it would have been like a dank IPA, one of those, dank, you know, yeah, kind of going around. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, maybe with a hint of honey because there was a bear on it, but um, lo and behold, it's a fruited sour with lactose. That's good. That's good. All right, definitely threw me for a little. But I mean, it's, it's tasty and delicious. You know, just take my word for it. Fair enough. Now, to go back to the hot and cold sandwich debate for a second, just the hot second. Yeah, the hot, the hot, um, hot second. Or a cold second. Hey, boom. I have I have to bring this up, and I have to ask: When is the preferred time to eat a hot sandwich versus a cold sandwich? Mm, if we're gonna, uh, by definition of, if we're going by the, okay, um, for me, it's, it doesn't matter I mean, when; it's always things, delicious. <laughs> yes, I mean that's that's the blanket statement. But all things considered, equal. Let's just use a blanket term: sandwich. To make the conversation um, a lot easier that a way, I can, just group every, I can just group everything into just one giant t- title. Um, it all depends on what kind of sandwich you're having. A Reuben. Uh, a Reuben. I wouldn't. I generally would not have a Reuben early in the morning. Um, like at seven a.m., I'm not having a Reuben. Just that's fair. It's, insane, it's insanely heavy. Um, now, however, a Reuben at like ten o'clock. Possibly, um, eleven o'clock, hundred percent yes. Like it's depending on the depending on the sandwich you're eating. So you're calling it the um, pinnacle brunch sandwich. A Reuben, yes, it definitely it definitely fits the need. It fits it checks all the marks you need as, as a perfect brunch sandwich. Um, like the egg sandwich, yes, you, technically you can have an egg sandwich anytime, any, any time of the day. Um, people associate eggs generally with the morning time. Um, so I know a lot of people would say you should only have it in the morning. I disagree. You can pretty much throw an egg on anything, on a burger, on whatever, any time of day with any meal. Um, generally, I will have the colder sandwiches in the middle of the day. 
because um, I feel if I'm having a hot sandwich in the middle of the day, I will be tired as fuck and want to take a nap. Um, at least with a cold sandwich, the mental concept is it's light and I can just continue about my day to be fat enough later for a full hot meal for dinner. Okay. See, I find it weird when people say they want a hot tuna sandwich. Mm. I almost gagged in my mouth for a I, well, That's what I'm saying. Like, like I, I know a few people who are like, I need a hot tuna sandwich. I'm like, what do you mean by hot tuna? Like, the bread toasted and you put the tuna on the warm bread? Or like, hot tuna? And it was microwaved tuna. And yeah, I was, like, I was very like, confused. The content of a tuna melt, too, kind of makes me gag. A little um, bit. <laughs> but, yeah. That's I, a hot sandwich all day. Yeah. Yeah, there, there is no... The words hot and tuna is literally... Not even an oxymoron. Those are just two words that should never be brought together ever in its entirety. Hot and tuna. That's Unless, I mean... Even even like when you do a crusted tuna, like whatever, like just the outside is crusted. And it's not even hot. It is just crusted over and then the entire rest of the tuna is raw. Like so there is no hot tuna. It just doesn't work. You you eat your hot tuna to cool it down to make tuna fish. There's no it does not compute. Yeah, you don't you don't yeah, no one orders to get a well done tuna for a, a dinner because that's just it's just weird. Gross. Tuna tartare, as it were. Yes. Raw as raw could be. That's why it is a staple in the sushi eating world. No, I agree. So I bought a sriracha mayo recently. It actually works within my uh, macros as far as keto goes. We've been using it in uh, egg salad and whatever else I can get my hands on. Um... Not a ter- I mean, I forget the name of the brand because it's it's like a generic um, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things, though, where, like, you know you see it in sushi. And obviously sushi is not a sandwich, regardless of what anyone says. You know, lettuce wraps are not sandwiches. I'm sorry. Wrap. It's a wrap. Ignore my mother when she orders a wrap sandwich. Those just She confuses the shit out of everybody every time she says it. Um, I always laugh because I always like lo- watching the waiter try to figure out exactly what the hell my mother just ordered. Um, and then she has to repeat herself two or three times. Um, I want this and a wrap. I want this and a wrap. Okay. Yeah, but she so called you, it a wrap sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would like a whatever, 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 wrap sandwich. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so like. You want a wrap or a sandwich? Oh, a wrap. Okay. Then tell it. Just say, just say wrap. Okay. Just say wrap. It is what it is. A wrap is not a sandwich. A wrap is a wrap. Mm-hmm. Now, my biggest thing would be saying, like, even with when you go order, like, um, to the diner, and under their sandwich section is, there might be a chicken salad wrap. There might be a bunch of wraps. But it's not really a sandwich. But they like to serve it, you know, as if it were with fries and your coleslaw and all that. For the regular consumer who's going, I would say nay. I would say that is not a sandwich. I would say you knew what you were buying before 
you got there. Or if you're ordering a wrap at a diner, like I'm just wondering what you're doing at the diner in the first place. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, a wrap, yeah, 100% is not a sandwich because a wrap generally, um, if it's not a a lettuce wrap, um, generally is made um, wrapped in a tortilla. And a tortilla, as we hinted at earlier with our tacos, which is also not a sandwich, um, qualifies in the same boat. Um, a tortilla is not does not qualify as sliced bread. It is tortilla. Um, it is its own vessel. Whether it's made from corn or flour, doesn't make a difference. It is a wrap. Um, it is not a sandwich. Um, it's, it's Wraps are in its own category. Um, like I said, it is, it is lumped into the sandwich category on the menu to make things easier for the consumer. Hmm. Quite. But yeah. I will say this, though, as somebody on his uh, keto journey, as I will call it, who has uh, lost with minimal effort 23 pounds. That Good job. Means, Congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. I appreciate that. That the sandwich is still available in the keto. Uh, culture, as I will call it, um, there is bread, one of which is called Keto Culture Bread, the other one is called Sola. Arnold, as we all uh, know, they are a bread company. They are that you know, you can mm-hmm. see at the supermarket, they make a keto bread, it's not that great and it's kind of high in carbs. But Sola and this Keto Culture brand t- tend to make a one to two gram carb slice of bread, which you know, it was like, okay, you know, you don't want carbs on keto, but if you're going to have carbs, it might as well be low. Right. Um, and then you learn what toasts better, what doesn't toast better. I was talking about this with you earlier. Um, it's an interesting dynamic because when you think keto, a lot of people think keto, don't think sandwich. They are, you know, a, a steak and uh, I don't want to say eggs, but essentially a... Uh, we're going to have our meats sans bread. We're not going to have any type of starch. It's just, here is a basic vegetable. And here is your, whatever meat that you may or may not have seasoned. But what I find interesting is that you can have a sandwich and you can make yourself something, um, that can work in the sense like I've had tuna melts, I've had uh, chicken salad, I've had, you know, your basic deli meat sandwich. And with this specific kind of bread, you're still well within your means to basically lose whatever your goal weight is. And, you know, it's, it's weird in the sense that you're, you're like, I'm eating bread and still managing not to main, you know, like some people get eat bread and they're just immediately bloated. And it's not that you're gluten intolerant. It's just that, you know, bread makes you get bloated. It just, that's what yeah. bread does. And to have that kind of, you know, I can eat two, you know, white bread sandwiches and not feel like I just, you know, ate two full heroes and I'm, 
good to go to work or whatever. It, it's it's a weird, refreshing kind of like contentment. Like you're like, okay, then, like you know, I'm good. Right. You know, maybe I need a snack later, and I'm totally, you know, I'm good for the day, kind of a thing. Yeah. Like you had you had that little slight carb craving, um, and it, it fit the bill. Maybe not in satiate. The craving, but it gave it just enough to. It curbed you, and that's what it is. It curbed you for the rest of the day, and it's 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 weird, but it works. Um, some people think keto; they think gluten free. Gluten free bread actually, to me, is a little bit denser. It's a little bit more weighty. Um, it's not bad. Do not get me wrong. Like you know, not to knock down people who are gluten intolerant. Like, yeah, it's a heavier bread. But I think it actually is a pretty decent bread. Like, you know, I would definitely eat it over just certain other breads that are out there. Um, my go-to bread usually is a potato bread, like a potato roll. I think that is a uh, safe bet um, versus like your regular flour uh, wonder right. bread kind of a thing. You know, when you're making a sandwich, it's, you know... I don't want to say it's art, but at the same time, it really kind of is because when you're it making art, sandwich is art, food is art, but especially specifically the sandwich, every layer is meticulously designed. <laughs> no, it really is so, though. Like, yes, yeah, sandwich is an art. Is, is it a true art form to make a perfect sandwich where every layer shines in a collaborative way? And that is a fancy way of, of a, a fancy definition of what a sandwich is. No, you're not like it, it's weird, and I'm not upset with it, kind of a thing. But it's you don't think about it until you actually have to start doing it. And that and that's right. like that's the best way I can put it. You know, when you yeah, actually yeah, people, people, people take you know take I don't want to say take it for granted, but like it's like some of those things that you just don't have to think about until you're actually forced to actually think about it, kind of a thing. More or less, you know, like once you're forced to think about it, and you actually have to think about your dietary restrictions and limiting your carbs. It's it's a totally different animal, and I will say, as somebody who, uh, like I was saying early, earlier, is on his keto journey, um, took a break today. I, you know, like I said, lost twenty three pounds. Um, took a small break, um, which I think is good. I think most people don't realize this: when you're on keto, you will eventually plateau. So it's good to take a break so that you can reset your metabolism. Um, I have been like, people have told me, it's like, dude, like, you know, your sides have gone down, your face looks slimmer. And I'm like, thanks. So like, you know, like I did that with like just walking. I didn't really like go to the gym or anything like that. So just maintaining a, a strict diet can actually change like within two months, two and a half months, maybe you can lose weight. Like you can really control it. And you can still have a sandwich. You can still have that, you know, hot or cold, depending on how you look at it and still be relatively content and meet your carb cravings as we'll call them. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Ciceroni would, would probably can easily attest to this. The, 
the major keys of weight loss isn't how much you work out, but the the key thing is diet. How you eat and what you eat and when you eat it um, is the the main driving force to actually lose weight. Um, It's not about, you know, you you, you can work out all day long, all you want. But as soon as you work out and you're scarfing down shit from McDonald's, basically cancels out everything that you just did. Right, so you know your hours in the gym, pouring sweat. You know what? I'm gonna go have bacon, egg, and cheeseburger with some fries. Literally, just utterly destroys everything. More or less. Yeah. Right. It's weird though, because like you're not mad about it, but you are mad about it, kind of a thing. Right. I mean, we figured all right, it's food, and you know, you you know, you want to satiate your body with whatever craving you have. Like, you know, in your head, you're putting all this hard work, working out, you're doing, you know, whatever. But it's like, if you really want to lose the weight, then you got to change your diet, which is the hard, really the hardest thing to do. Yes, getting into a workout routine and this, that, kind of thing, yes, that, that's also very important. Um, that just helps maintain your body. But if you want to, when you want to see real impact, real change, actually think about the way you eat, the way you drink. Obviously... You know, I, I should really shouldn't be talking about it because <laughs> I clearly eat whatever I want, I drink whatever I want, and I have <laughs> the most health hazards of, of our group. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, you're 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 a true testament. Obviously, you're on this keto journey, um, so you, you can see the proof is in the pudding. You know, if, if you, when you know you knock out the the excess carbs that. Follow along are, are the most tastiest of beverages ever been created um, with the beer. Um, and then, you know, you change your diet around. You, you can actually see some impactful changes with minimal exercise for the muscle. You just you're, do your daily normal routine, but your diet is your, your main driving force to, for change. Pretty much. It, it, it's weird. See a beverage from Ghost. What do we got here? Oh, I got a porter. A ghost porter. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Porter brewed uh, with natural and artificial flavorings inspired by tiramisu. Inspired by tiramisu. Devil's Whisper. Let's go. Let's go look it up. Let's see. It's a caramel coffee cake pastry stout. Oh, only six and a half percent. All right. Um, I'm holding strong at six and a half percent, but I've switched profiles to a for to a stout or a porter, as it were. As it were. Caramel coffee cake. Oh, I had that one. I had that one. Um, y- you've had oh. that one also, and you're going to be horrifically disappointed because it, it, oh. it's gone sour. Oh, this is the one we're talking about? Okay, now, now I'm intrigued. Okay. I remember you talking about this one. All right, here we go. This is like you had a sip, and it's like, what the? 
Actual fuck. Oh yeah, I already can. I can. I literally can smell it right off the bat. All right. Here we go. Hold on. Ooh. Yeah, told you. Like. Ooh. It hurts. No. No, my first sip was like no, 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 no. Then boom, it was a sharp, gross, like not even like a ting. It hit sort of like the middle palate. It was like no, this is just gross. You should stop. It's like it was like flavor, flavor. No, stop. Gross. All gross. Like it got past the initial layers of drunkenness, and then as soon as it hit that that soft palate. It kicked in, and it was like, this is not good. Um, so, wow. Devil's Whisper. Definitely shit. <laughs> okay. My problem with that beer was it didn't taste like what it should have tasted like, and I was just utterly disappointed. I was like... Yeah, Jeremy inspired Porter just did not... Ooh, that's. I feel bad giving it a shit rating, but no, it's with, in in the it's, moments. It's getting a one. <laughs> I, I'll give it a I think, one. I think for me personally, it was like a two, and I was just like, I'm being generous. Like I'm really, I'm being yeah. really and, fucking and generous here. And you had it a while ago. I'm it now, so it is it is intensified and is non. Okay, I'm gonna go dump that out. Later, I need to get. I need to go cleanse my palate because that was. No, it's 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 a it's a full and soldier. I I don't yeah. deny that. Uh, but let's take another um, station identification break. Uh, this time, just to cleanse my palate because that literally destroys. It hurts. I'm not oh, gonna lie, it hurts. So I'll be 